Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. This podcast is meant to help those toward the path of forgiveness, for the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness, and I give it to you, the audience. I apologize for the late upload, but today I have a very special guest, Ms. Danae Palmer, author of her new memoir, Baptized by Love, How I Found Present Joy and Never Let It Go. She comes with her story of how she lost custody of her children, her abusive relationships, and when she thought she wasn't even no longer worthy to live. She talks about how she overcame that and forgiving herself, her abuser, and honestly, finding the will to live. This was an incredible and powerful episode, which I definitely want you all to hear. But before we get into it, I want to thank everyone who's listened to this podcast. I definitely appreciate you. And we ask that you leave a five-star written review on iTunes to help the podcast get more reach. And now, without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Power for Getting This Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten. Today, I have a very special guest, Ms. Danae Palmer. How are you? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming. So I have a famous author, you know, on this podcast with her book, Baptized by Love, How I Found Present Joy and Never Let It Go. And I'm not going to lie to you. I just read like the description of it and I'm just sitting here just like, wait a minute, we need to, what? <laughs> just reading it, I'm just like, wait a minute. So so we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, but I wanted to start this with a uh, icebreaker question. Okay. Who is one celebrity that they tell you that you look like? You know, growing up, um, Oh, now I'm now I'm, it, people told me I look like Angie Dickinson. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I, that's the only person I can remember somebody actually saying that. Um. <laughs> okay. For me, go oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, I don't even know if she's still around or anything like that, but that's what I remember from childhood. Okay. For me, they told me I man, I've been told so many things. They told me I look like Jordan from Sister Sister. <laughs> I look like LeBron James when he was a child. And but the most that I've known for is they say I look like Chris Tucker from Rush Hour. Hmm. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, if you as long as like I can like I'll take it, you know. If you want to give me that Chris Tucker money, I'm not mad at it. I'm really <laughs> I'll take that check. <laughs> so we connected um, through, I'm going to say Cam Gill. She emailed me and said, hey, I want you to, I'm suggesting uh, Danae Palmer as guest of your power for getting this podcast. I said, okay. And then when I read your uh, mini bio, I'm not going to lie, I was intrigued. I said, yes, I would love to have you on. So I honestly, I want to say thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. Thank I you. really do. So right, so right now, like, please go into your forgiveness story. We would love to hear it. All right, I will. You know, it's, 
it's an interesting thing, forgiveness, because, you know, I grew up in, in a semi-religious family, not semi, in a religious, dogmatic religious family. Yeah. And, um, and this idea that forgiveness was for saints or people, you know, it was this, um, this penance you paid I, I, for, you know, God knows how long you'd be paying that penance before you were um, granted some sort of, and that it was, a, it was a, something granted you from an external source, whether yeah. it was your authority figures or God or the person that you somehow wronged or, or whatever. And, um, and that kept me from accepting the grace that forgiveness is in our, in, in already, already always available to us, which mm. is the ability to um, look at anything through the eyes of love, release the past and become present with what is. Yes. And what happened for me and how kind of, I'll talk about how my book begins. It's kind of my my story of redemption, mm-hmm. of forgiveness and redemption. And um, you know, I because I grew up in a very um, authoritative, dogmatic place. I kept attracting people in my life that I felt like wielded the power to get, tell me um, how worthy I was of love. And I never felt like I measured up. And so I found myself in a situation where I I was addicted to this abusive guy. And, um, and I had the one and only time I left my children with him to help my mother out at her custard store across the street, I came home and he burnt my son's hands. Oh no. And, I mean, right, exactly, like your response. There's nothing you can do with that information. You cannot, you cannot hold that. It breaks you completely. And, um, it, you know, so it was the first time I, I defied him and just took the kids out, out of there, took them in the emergency room. And, and by the time they were finished, Andy Jean Lucas's hands, child services was there and they took my children from me. And um, I could not live with that reality that I had made a decision that put my, ch- I couldn't keep my children safe. And, um, and so, Luckily, they let their father come and pick him up. And he's, you know, he was a decent guy. I couldn't live with him because, well, he was a decent guy. That's why I didn't stay married to him. But, um, but I knew he loved the children. And by the grace of God, they were able to go with him. And so I did what most addicts do. And I drove directly to my, my Coke dealer's house. And um, not, not necessarily get loaded, which I did. But because I knew he had a shotgun under his bed. Wow. And I, I felt like the only, the only way to prove I loved my children was to take myself out of the picture. I really had it wired up that way in my mind. I could not deal with, with the tremendous shame I had and, and heartbreak over the situation. And so I, I, I remember standing there looking in the mirror with a shotgun on my chin and thinking, who are you? You know, and and I tried to pull the trigger. I was pulling as hard as I could and the trigger wouldn't move. And I just, I can't even do this right. And it just crumpled, you know, and just said, please, God, if there is a God, please take my life from me. I can't do this. I know I don't deserve to be a mom. I know I don't deserve to live. Please take my life from me. And I just, it was quite a while. I just wept. And, and then I had this thought, call the house of hope 
just came to my mind. And the House of Hope was a treatment center where my sister Dion had um, tried to get sober and failed. But it was the only place I knew about that somebody might be able to change their life. And, um, and turned out I qualified for the program. <laughs> so I, um, and so my story starts out this first morning in the shower at the House of Hope. I was standing there in the shower and the water running over my body and this incredible feeling of undefinable love, un, un, uh, unbeknownst to me, this feeling of, I would call it divine, divine love, washed over me through my, all through my veins, through every cell of my body. It was the first time in my life, the first honest moment of my life where I knew that I was okay. I was okay. I didn't do anything to deserve it. I was already deserving. I was worthy because I was loved and I was loved and I deserved a happy life. And I didn't know how I was gonna get it. But in that moment, I made a commitment to myself and the divine that I would do whatever it took to change the way that I was seeing life so that I could feel this way that I was being graced that moment in the shower. And, um, and so that, I would say that was poignantly the moment of my transformation, you know, 48 hours before I had a shotgun under my chin and I was standing there being graced with this absolute oh, wellness, okayness. And from there I began the, the, I, so that was a moment of presence. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't think that I've ever real, really lived in the present moment. I was always, you know, I was afraid from the first minute, I, I, far back as I can remember, I was worried about the next shoe dropping, you know? I was always afraid that I was gonna get in trouble for something just for being me. Somehow I wasn't gonna do it right, you know? And growing up in a family of nine kids, everybody was kind of competing for that attention, you know, from our authority figure, which in my mind, God and, and my father were, you know, right up there together. You know, I probably had God and the image of my father wired up in my mind, you know, and um, never quite made the grade and always wondering where's that, that, you know, all the, all loving God, I, I get the all knowing, I get the, you know, that. And so, um, and at this moment, I realized that I'd been wrong about all of it because I was having an experience of that divine love of that absolutely all encompassing love. I didn't, the past was completely non-existent in that present moment. I felt that presence so vibrantly that I knew that that's the only moment we really live in is <laughs> this present moment. Why am I dragging all of these old beliefs? And so what I started to pay attention to as I started to do my work was whenever I got out of that feeling, out of that sense that I'm present, it felt icky inside. It didn't feel yummy anymore. So I call that experience that that's my, that's that yummy feeling is where I feel aligned with the divine. I feel aligned with the love that I am and I feel at peace with the world I'm living in. That's, that's what I describe as yummy, right? So if I started to feel icky, I knew that I was telling myself a story about what was happening based on beliefs that I'd adopted from my past of unworthiness, of um, the fear I'd get in trouble, of all kinds of stuff like that, that I'm not enough, 
um, that there's something wrong with me. I, I, I could immediately get this little glitchy feeling inside of my, everything would tighten up. I couldn't feel that flow going through my heart anymore. Like I was just present and receiving life as it was coming in, letting it flow through me and serving life, the moment, the way that it's asking to be served. And so when that, that tightening up would happen, that's icky. I started calling that my yummy stat <laughs> because I felt like it's this inner guide that's saying, you know, yummy or icky. If it feels icky, that's awesome because it tells you that you've got th these blockages of beliefs that you've adopted throughout your life, of things that you were resistant to that you're still holding on to inside. And the answer to that is forgiveness. It's not here and it's not now. So it's not real. You're only making it real by telling yourself that it's still effective in your life right now, Danae. So you can forgive that, face the moment, let the, the, the pain you didn't want to face before, go ahead and move through this time instead of staying stuck inside. Let it move through by, by accessing the power of love deep within. Just breathe into it and let it go. Face it. Remind yourself that it's a story you've told yourself for survival in the past. It was your coping mechanism. And now it's not appropriate for this moment. It's not happening now. So it's not real. It's not loving. So it's not real. Because reality is what's happening now and what's coming from love. Because love is the creative power of the universe. And forgiveness is about facing what's happened that, you know, what I really realized this wasn't so much the abuse I'd gone through, um, the way my father treated me or, or the man in my life or anything, or, or my own uh, addiction to drugs and alcohol, that it was the way that I interpreted the events of my life that caused me the problem. Because I, there were things that I dealt with that um, I was able to move through. But when I interpreted them, this means that I'm a bad person. This means that I don't deserve to be loved. That interpretation gave me a false idea of who I was. I had a false identity. And so forgiveness let me not only face the events, but face the, the false identity I'd created about myself and recognize that it was just a story. And so I could easily see that it's not happening now and it's not loving and being willing, be willing to let it go you know, just, it's really just a, for me, letting go isn't, you know, we say forgiveness is hard. It's not hard. Forgiveness isn't hard to do. We hold on to stuff that what's hard to do is, is to give up the addiction to bothering ourselves about stuff. <laughs> right? So <laughs> forgiveness is easy because it's already the grace that's been granted us every moment of every day, you know? That is where we're supposed to be living. It, what's difficult is our addiction to uh, the stories we tell and being freaking right about them. That, that giving up those, you know, the ego just wants to hang on to that shit, man. But the ego's not real. That's, that's just a set of beliefs you have about yourself that you've adopted from the past. And the past is gone. So right this minute, in this present moment, it's brand new and fresh. You're born again every single morning, moment. You're born again into love because love is what you are, right? And this is what I figured out. And so every time I get that icky feeling, I know that I was detouring into a faulty belief system, you know? And so 
you know, to, I, I would forgive all of that. Face it, forgive it, and allow the presence of this moment filled with love to fill my being again. Okay, now what's next? What's this moment inviting me into? Because this moment's fresh. I don't want to see it through yesterday's eyes. I want to see it through this moment's eyes. Because I've never been in this moment before. How bitching is that? You know? <laughs> and anyway, so that, and ultimately, just to kind of talk about how this served me so well, because, you know, I grew up terrified of my father, right? But at, at some point, there came a moment where not only uh, um, did I, I, life is so cool. I just love the grace of how life is always showing, giving us a chance to see once when what we've, we buried beneath, you know, uh, you know, our, from the past or anything. And uh, about a year or so, maybe a couple of years after the, the incident where my boyfriend burnt my son's hands, we accidentally ran into him mm. at a garage. And this story's in the book too, but, uh, and so, and Lucas, my son, this little boy, he goes running toward the back. He wants, I would just want to see if his truck's here. I'm like, oh my God, you know, <laughs> oh my, yeah, you know, I can't, I, I, how, and then I realized I just, I'd done just enough forgiveness to go, wait a minute, if he wants to face his abuser, who am I to stand in the way? What if this is what life is? asking from him and he he looks the guy straight in the eye and he says I know you're sorry from burning my hands <laughs> yeah and I realized everything about forgiveness right then you show up you face it and you let it go and in that moment I forgave it all I forgave him I just I and I finally forgave myself because I thought I thought I was going to pay penance to that for the rest of my life, right? No matter how much work I was doing on myself, there was that little, I was still holding myself hostage for that one thing that was unforgivable, right? And that is a place in my heart where the divine can't enter. I'm deciding I know better than, what, than God does where, um, what energy can move through. And as long as I'm holding myself hostage to anything in the past, I'm not, I'm not letting the divine love flow through me. And that's arrogance. So, so I, and in that moment, I was, I finally just released it all. I just created the whole thing. And it, it was such a glorious moment because it also resurfaced a similar situation where I faced my father and just, just, you know, as an adult with him said, I don't want to hold you hostage or myself to the past anymore. And and forgave him in the same type of way. And that using my more adult language and, and all of that. And, um, and gradually, and my father and I, for the last couple, my father just passed a couple of years ago, but Sorry. for these last couple of decades, my father and I've had this really awesome adult relationship because we both chose forgiveness as a path for us. <laughs> so and yes my children did ask to come back and live with me at a certain point <laughs> right I mean who gets to have such a groovy life as me I think I'm so blessed and the, and and the, I had those those two children and then you know I, I met my um uh perfect partner that 
you know, about 20 years ago and he and I, and he and I raised two more boys or I wouldn't say we raised them, we championed them while, while the divine raised them. And, and, and they're, they're amazing, amazing adults. I have a wonderful relationship with all my children now. As a matter of fact, my podcast, the Yummy Way podcast, it was because Parker and I were having these really groovy conversations every day. And he's like, you know, we should just press play and start doing a podcast with this. And so the first year and a half or so, it's Parker and I every week. And then he went on to do some other creative things. And, and I said to my husband, Lair, hey, Parker's not going to do a podcast with me anymore. I'm not sure if I want to start doing guests or what. And he says, I'll do it with you. So that's we kind of turned the dial on it and did that. And I guess I'm going to say one more thing about forgiveness. Am I, am I talking too much? No, no, okay. no. Because one of the really blessed things about living in the grace of life and forgiving everything, forgiving your ideas, it's never the things that are happening that you have to forgive. It's your ideas that you have that there's something wrong with it. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> So about three years ago, my husband was diagnosed with stage four kidney cancer. Oh, wow. And, um, and you know, this is how beautiful living present to, to life as just as it is. So our whole philosophy is there's no chance the wrong thing's happening. It's life happening. It's not personal. If you're taking it personally in any way, it's because it's not matching the programming you have in your mind. The thing to do is to try to fix the outside world. It's to look at the program in your mind and ask yourself, is it relative right this minute? Yeah. And is it loving? You know, and so we get this news and we both just went, okay, that's the way of it. You know, how do we wrap our love around this? You know, and, and it's just been a glorious experience. I mean, it's been, there's been, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody when they're going through chemo or, anything like that, but it's, um, it's, when it's, it's difficult to watch, but it's blessed to hold each other through it. Why you, we just stay in the conversation constantly. We just watch what comes up, process through it, forgive it, let it go, hold each other, love each other, and be so grateful that we have that with each other, you know, shit, man, aren't we lucky? And so, and you know, it does, turns out that treatment's not going to work for Larry anymore, and and so we're we've discontinued any treatment. It was killing him much faster than the cancer, and and so now for about six months he's off been off the treatment. He's like a new man in a way, you know. So the cancer's not really, um, it, it, you know, it was brought down to such a level that he's, you know, he's he's ha having some really good time right now and we'll milk that babies for all it's worth you know but just the idea that there's nothing you know it's just cancer in our lives it, nothing's really changed nothing's really changed it's just another experience and I think where we go wrong is we with a lot of things are really loaded up with you know oh this is terrible you know and it's and it, if you it's only terrible if you tell yourself it's terrible Instead, it's just an experience life is offering you. And it's an opportunity to love wholeheartedly all that goes with it. Yeah. Why resist? It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. And resistance feels icky inside. So you forgive that resistance. 
that first comes up, of course, you know, you forgive that resistance, you leave it where it belongs in the hands of the divine, and you hold the moment with your heart, you know, and that's what we've been doing. So that's been. Wow. <laughs> like I'm just sitting here just like absorbing all of it, just absorbing all of it. And I just want to say, wow, in the most loving and respectful way, because that's amazing. Everything that you just said. And I was sitting here just taking notes and just being floored over the thing. Oh my gosh. I want to go back to a couple. Just, <laughs> let's rewind a couple of things that I want to say this, like when you, you say you tried as hard as you could to pull the trigger and it didn't work. And you were like, I came doing anything right. I was like, that was God. He yeah. was just like, I got a purpose for you and it's not going to end here and look at where you are now. So I just, yeah. I just had a praise God moment for that one. Yeah. So you said another key thing where you were just like the past is washed away and all things are new. And it brought me to, honestly, it brought up this verse. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I was just like, I was floored. I was still floored. <laughs> That's interesting. At, I was floored. And when you also, when you said you knew about how God was like all-knowing and all-powerful, you knew it. But when you experience his love, that was a whole, that was a game changer because that it's so true. Yeah. You can read about God. You could read You can like, okay, that's cool. But once you experience it. You, you can't not know it. No, you can't. <laughs> you, can't you can't. There's no going back. You know, no, it's a kind of honesty that, that you've been, you've stepped into that you cannot deny. It's a, it's a level of integrity with the way of life, the way that life lives itself yeah. that you've been invited into that you cannot, you can't walk away from it. You, there, you can't deny it. You know, yes. you feel it so quick if you even begin to, you know, you just yeah. go, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's like the only mantra, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> now, when you said, your son confronted his abuser when i tell you like and then he said and please correct me if i'm wrong because i don't want to misquote him he's like i know you didn't mean to burn my hands like yeah, the awareness i know like like honestly as old as the saying goes out of the mouth of babes yeah the awareness and the and the innocence and the willingness to go to him yeah when i was yeah he wasn't holding him hostage no. no he saw his chance to free this guy of the pain that he must be in for what he did you know i just thought oh my god this is my guru right here this little boy <laughs> jeez oh my gosh i want to go back to um right here when you were talking about forgiving uh yourself and you walk through that process what that was like yeah um so for me um uh, forgiving myself obviously there's a lot of of different types of of um things but we'll we'll use this experience with with um get one getting involved with a man who was abusive who i knew was abusive who i also knew had a problem with children yeah Okay. So 
which is why I, I wouldn't have ever left them in his care, except for that I'd already put them down. He insisted I go across the street to help my mother. I was afraid of this man, didn't know how to get out of the situation and um, didn't have the courage to not do it. And the whole time just feeling got turned over it, right? So these are the things that I just could that just ruminated in my mind. You know, how would I ever forgive myself? Because I knew better than to, I, I, it's like I set the situation up for this horrible thing to happen. And I should, I, I deserve to feel shitty about that for the rest of my life and didn't deserve anything good because of that, you know? And that, that, that piece that I was holding on to until that day when, when Lucas faced Dick, that, that day, that those things that I just kept thinking I had to hold on to because that was my punishment. You know, that was my penance. Um, I wanted, I, I, I almost felt like that, I owed that to God in a strange way, you know? Like, look, I'll carry this on. Like, God is not interested in suffering. You do that to yourself, right? So uh, it, that's just a, such a lie, man. So, um, and, and so, and that moment I realized that I'd already been released by everything but myself. And so in forgiving myself, when I faced it, I interpreted that um, hostage situation for myself. I made up that criteria that of penance. I put myself in prison. And I was I was the, the jailer and the and the prisoner. And all I My had to gosh. do was was turn the key that was placed by the divine in my own hand and open the door and walk free. And and to do and immediately that sense of love, that absolute freedom that was just resting right behind that like it was almost like I could see that I, I you know I've been letting this love flow through me I've been working on every day reminding myself that I was loved lovable you know I wouldn't get out of bed before I let that feeling of love fill up my body every single day you know and um and in total gratitude you know let's see what the day's got now you know that kind of that would be the way that's that's the sponsor I want for my day thank you yes and, um but still I had that little thing and um, at that kind of black spot in my psyche where I wasn't letting, um, and it's almost like once in a while you realize this and, I, and I've done, I've come to this terms with this of several other things where I'm trying to fix shit myself in my life. You know, I've made the problem, so I've got to fix it. Right. Which I do believe if it's a problem, you've made it that way. It's just life happening. But at that moment, you know, it's like I realized, Oh, I've got this issue. I think I feel like this unforgiveness on the altar where I ought to have God. And I'm paying homage to that rather than receiving the, the, all that God has for me. So I'm blocking out that. And so I'm also holding myself away from um, that, that natural flow of love, which helps me to love myself. So in forgiving myself and just say, just releasing it's almost like my crack my, that that casing I had around my heart just cracked open, you know, yeah. and I walked free and and I I really I really recognize the only reason why I can feel such tremendous love for people had so much tremendous uh, you know we say people are always saying that 
it's, you know, we have to learn how to love ourselves. No, no, no. We love ourselves because love is what we are. That's what we're made of. What we, what we need to learn to do is let go of everything that we believe about ourselves that have gotten in the way. And that's, that's, that is really how I came to forgive everything about myself, everything about my past, is I let go of everything that wasn't love. <laughs> that's it, everything. And, it, it, and, and now my past only serves in, this, in, in the way that, that um, you know, it might be useful to someone else. It, it, it comes through um, through the voice of forgiveness now versus the voice of pain because it, it, it can't hurt me anymore because it's been forgiven, you know? And it's maybe who I am today. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have missed out on anything that I've experienced, including that difficult, that what I would call the, the you know, the, the worst moment of my life that we just talked about here that I, that starts my story, you know, but it, it was, the, it was a catalyst for my transformation and, you know, nothing else would have worked. How do I know? That's what worked. <laughs> that's what God gave me. So that's what I got, you know, and, and I, I never want to say no to what life, whatever's in front of me right now. I never want to say no, because that's my gift. There's not a better thing for me than what's happening right before me. This moment, this is the moment I'm being given. That's a gift from the divine. And I don't ever want to say no to that. I want to say, yes, I accept it. If I'm resisting this, if I'm, oh no, I want something different, you know, then I need to work with that mental process that's resisting it because this is what I've got. There couldn't be a better option. There couldn't be a better option because this is what I've got. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. There's, not, there's no chance the wrong thing's happening because what's happening is what's happening. You know, and, and, and that's, um, so I look at that as every moment is a gift from the divine, you know, and I just, I, I just want to accept it and, and be a full participant in it, serve the moment the best I can. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to lay money at the altar of Bishop <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Danae, I'm... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be mad at it. That's amazing, though. It really is. And what I really love, one thing you said was, and tell me if I have it right, your yummy factor. Yeah, my yummy stat. The yummy stat. I love yeah. that. Talk about that, please. Yeah, you know, everybody knows this, really. We might not be in touch with it, but we all got this inner barometer that tells us whether we're aligned with love, aligned with our true selves or not, because it feels yummy. We're just flowing with life. We're not resisting what's happening. You know, we're, we're, we feel um, enthusiastic. We feel joyous. Um, and, uh, and there's, and we all know when we get a different feeling inside where we feel icky inside, right? So in any given moment, you could be going along, da, 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 da. Someone says something, all of a sudden, <laughs> you lock up inside it doesn't feel so good and then the mind takes over and it starts telling you well that's because of this thing that happened it starts telling stories you know but that's not relevant those are stories that's not reality in this present moment your only problem is you're resisting the present moment mm. and you feel icky because you won't receive the moment you know you're you're dragging your past in there you're justifying what why you don't want to you don't want things the way they are or whatever. They're that way. Get over it. 
<laughs> you know, and so, so the yummy stat is that that place inside of you. It's an energetic communication device that we all have. You know, if you, we feel it mm, spiritually, energetically, and even physically. How, and it's why we use things like my heart was so open or I've just felt so closed. My, my heart felt like a little rock or right. We, we, we talk about that because it's not so much like the exact heart, but it is almost physical. There's all these ways that, that we were, we work in symphony with the, with divine energy to get the message across. You're resisting life. It's a beautiful thing, you know, and don't believe the stories you're telling yourself that it should be different than it is. So that's the yummy stat. And, and, you know, I want to say one more thing about that. So if you notice that you're glitching up, you can feel that little tightening inside. You're, you're feeling, oh, I, I don't like this. You know, your opinion doesn't change what's happening. It does not change what's happening. And Keep so, going. <laughs> so, so it, you don't even have to, don't listen to the story going on in your head. Your mind is always going to talk to you. That's where the ego does its business. Well, why did this happen? But here, why, you know, the ego's at, at, at play right there. So well, all you have to do is recognize where the energy is stuck. You can feel that tightening. It might be in your heart. It might be in your gut. It might be in your throat because you didn't say your truth. It might, you'd feel where that tightening is. And the greatest tool for the human self is to breathe. You can't breathe and think in the same moment. So you, you put all your focus on your breath and just breathe into that, that tension inside. Can I let it go? When? Now. And release. Yes. Just soften around that tension. Do it several times if you need to. All you need to do is invite the energy to move. You're the one that stuck it there. It's supposed to move through. Life is meant to be experienced, not resisted. Yes. So that's how our yummy stack can work for us. That's just telling you, yeah. uh, you've lost touch with your inner being right now. So come on back home. Or, hey, you're right aligned. Keep going. Yummy, you're Ricky. There's something I want to ask people listening that you you said, and I want to ask for those listening, I'm including myself in this. How many of us have, have held ourselves hostage over things? And how many of us have made things more difficult than what they really are? Yeah. Y'all can't see me. I'm raising my hand because I've done, <laughs> I've done both. And I want to let you know that you're not alone yeah. and there is freedom. You know what I mean? There is yeah. freedom. You know what I mean? Like, here, here's the thing. We have, we have a God who loves us. We have a Savior who loves us, Jesus. We have one who set us free. And we're not alone. You know what I mean? He gave, you know what I mean? You can go to, like, here's the thing. You have, you have God. You have therapy, you have community, you have people who are there to help you. There is freedom. Yeah. So if you are listening, you're not alone. No need to be scared. No need to beat yourself up. You're not alone. And here's the thing. 
when you find out that you're not alone and you actually you know move forward to get that freedom i can't even explain it all i have to right. do is just say just it's one of the best things that could ever happen to you right best it's things that have happened it's so important to recognize that you are you're the one that's holding yourself hostage you're, yes. the, jailer. you're the jailer making yourself a prisoner yes you know because because god has already freed you Yes. <laughs> and I'm sorry, go ahead. That's all I was saying. So the one thing I want to say, I, I, I had an image of, for example, is like someone hurt you, right? And it's like you, you're in jail and you have the key to let yeah. yourself out. And it's like you're giving, you're giving it to the other person. And you're saying, you let me out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What? Like, you have the key to let yourself go to free yourself, but you're giving it to the person that 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 hurt you. That's not going to work because they're living yeah. their own life. They're more likely you give them the key. They're more likely to clock out of the jail and go on yeah. about their business right. while you still locked up. Right. But you have the key to say to unlock that cage, to get yourself out of anger, bitterness, pain, hurt. You have that key. Now you have to open the door. Yeah. You have to. You've got the power of love behind that. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, you've had, the, the, the truth of your being is the power of love. And so, you know, and, and you won't know it unless you give it a try. Yes. 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 You can't lose. You can't do this shit wrong. You know, <laughs> because, because once you choose love, once you choose freedom, you're in the, you're already walking the path and you've got all the power of the universe with you, you know, and you will attract helpers along the way. Yes. You know, and if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you've already attracted helpers, right? You're already looking, you're already ready to take someone's hand or you wouldn't be listening to podcasts like this. You're already turning that key. Yes. 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 Mm. Mm -mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Just taking that in. Sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry for that. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> it. I, I'm. I'm not sorry for that. Um. When you had to, can you talk about, you know, the people forgiving the people who did abuse you? Can you talk about what that process was like? Well, you know, I think it's kind of twofold. First off, recognizing that, um, um, that it wasn't my fault. Yes. You know, and um, that, uh, you know, because I spent a long time thinking, well, you know, if it wasn't the, if I would have said the right thing here, or if I hadn't accepted that uh, date with that guy, or if I had, you know, um, and putting on, because shame is such, talk about holding your, you hostage, shame will hold you hostage, like nothing else, you know, it, to, to the idea that you're powerful over things that you don't have any power over, you know, and that not powerful, but you know, that, that you're responsible for shit that happened to you rather than, um, and so first I had to recognize 
that um, it ju just face the fact that, yeah, sure, I put myself in certain situations and what they did was wrong. What the person did was wrong. And, um, and, and I, and my interpretation of it is what caused me the most pain. You know, I lived in the moment, so I lived through it. It wasn't like I couldn't live through it. I did it. I lived through it. And, um, and but what I told myself about that meant about me and what I, uh, about my worthiness as a human being, about my deservingness to be loved was what I needed to forgive most. So I had to look at not only the circumstances, face those things and just see we're human beings and, you know, hurt people, hurt people, you know, and, um, and then I, but I took that and interpreted that to, 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 to defy the truth of who I really am as God created me, which is love. You know, I made up my own story about my worthiness as if, and talk about the arrogance of thinking that my interpretation of myself is, is more appropriate than God's, right? You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. And, but, but once I saw that, it was easy to say, oh, I was mistaken about that. And I just looked at my, my interpretations were just a survival mechanism for me. And I don't have to do it anymore. That happened in the past. It no longer defines me now. I release it and let it go. It's not here. It's not now. And it's not loving. So right now is where I feel the presence of God. Right now is where I, 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 I live, you know? So, and, and so it was easy. Yesterday, I see with compassion now. <clears throat> Yesterday, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I see that girl of compassion. And you know, when I was writing my memoir, Baptized by Love, I could just, I had, I had so much compassion and love for the, the courage that young Danae was, you know? to take these steps, to step out of that uh, self-defeating behavior, that addiction to self-abuse, to uh, let, allow myself to wrap my arms around myself and love myself and become the woman I am today, who I really dig. <laughs> yes. love, you know? Yes, oh my gosh, yes. That's, oh my gosh, that's so good. So good. Thank you. So, so good. And I want to... I'm gonna challenge the listener and even myself to ask this question. What core beliefs are you holding on to that is not in alignment with God? The Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So what are you holding on to that isn't true, but you've held on to because that was your coping mechanism. Like that's what you did when you were a kid. You know, this is what, I just believe about myself. That's something I want to challenge everyone listening. And I'm even challenged myself because that's a honestly, that's a good project to work on. That's a good project. It's the I'm only gonna... game in town, really. Yes. Oh you know? my gosh. It just dismantling those beliefs that are no longer valid. They might have been coping mechanisms once. It might have been the best you could do at that time. But uh, are they appropriate right now? And are they blocking your flow of love? At, it is at that time not now yeah. like at the, that current time is when it worked yeah. yeah oh my gosh 
the, I'm gonna say this: the same things you did that you did to cope as a kid is not the same thing you need to do as an adult. Why do I feel like that's a sermon? But I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on because that, yeah. that is a sermon in itself. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! So, oh my goodness, it's a. Oh, I feel like I need to say it. There's a Bible verse that says you can't put new wine in old wine skins. So the one, <laughs> the way I take that is. When you're doing something new, you can't take that old thing with you. You're doing something new, right. you can't take that old thing with you. Old mindsets, old attitudes, old you. You right. can't do that because you know God's bringing you new spaces, new faces. You gotta, you gotta upgrade and update. Right. You know what I mean, right. you can't use Windows ninety eight in in this climate, <laughs> can you? You can't. Right. So I, I just, I just really felt like I had to say that. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you this: What does forgiveness mean to you? It, it means that I'm free. Yes. For, forgiveness means that, that anything that happened before this moment no longer needs to hold me hostage to anything. And so love can flow freely for me. You know, so forgiveness, what forgiveness means to me is that it is a path of freedom. Amen. What is What do you wish that you learned earlier in your journey to forgiveness? Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about about um, early, you know, early in my life. I wish I had recognized that the uh, I had how quickly, how easy it could be to forgive myself. That I didn't have to pay penance for X amount of time, you know, to prove that I really felt shitty about it. You know, I really was sorry or something like that. God doesn't need my I'm sorry just my openness to his love. Yeah. You know, and so um, I wish I had recognized that sooner, but as soon as, I, you know, this is what's so cool about life is nothing could have gotten through with me to, to me in the same magnificent way as having my son role model that for me, right? God knows this, right? So, <laughs> so of course I get that experience because everything goes my way, which is my mantra, by the way. Everything goes my way. How do I know? Because, because it's the only way it could go. And I know that, that, that the divine is always moving me in the direction of love and joy. That's what God wants for me. Amen. And what do you wish to impart to the people who are listening? Um, that you can be free right now. And, um, and to question what your mind's telling you and measure it against what's actually happening in a present moment. If you're resisting the present moment, notice what's going on in your mind and ask yourself if it's really true. If it's true in, in this present moment. And if it's not, can you let it go? It, you know, that's kind of my two guide questions I ask myself is, is it happening now? Then it's not real. If it's not happening now, it's not real. Is it loving? If it's not loving, it's not real. Yeah. Because everything God created is created from love. So that's reality. And, um, and that, is, that keeps me an open channel. So that's what I would say. That's what keeps you an open channel. If it's not, and, and forgiveness is just a matter of, if you notice, oh, no, it's not happening now. Oh, no, it's not loving. Then it's not real. So I can let it go so that, so that the flow of, of divinity can flow through me. And I can see the actuality of my present moment for what it really is without the filters from the past or my shame. Amen.
Amen. Oh my goodness. Danae, just good gracious. That was good. Like this, this whole <laughs> thing was thank you for this because you. you blessed me with this. And I appreciate that. I really do. Um, so right now the floor is yours. Please promote everything you have. Um, website, social media, your book, anything, please. The floor is yours. Thank you. Well, you can pretty much find everything about me um, on my website. It's um, theyummyway.com. And um, I, you know, we have blog posts and even my, we even have like a podcast page, but my podcast is the Yummy Way podcast and we're on all the platforms and you can find, we also have a books page and you, you can find my book, Baptized by Love, How I Found Present Joy and Never Let It Go. Um, and you can also, you can buy that, you know, we're listed everywhere, like Amazon, of course, Barnes and Noble, the independent bookstore catalogs, everything like that. And um, my other book is called Coffee with the Divine, A Yummy Guide to Daily Miracles. And um, if you're looking for a, I, I wrote this as a, a gratitude letter to the divine. It's just daily um, um, lessons or ideas um, about aligning, you know, letting, go, letting go of the negative your uh, faulty beliefs and embracing um, uh, loving loving yourself and, and the divine there. So the daily lessons and they're just little stories from my life of how I practice those lessons in my life. So if you're looking for something like that to kind of boost your morning time with the divine or whatever, however you do your little prayer and meditation time or whatever, that's a great book for that. And you can find that on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever. So, um, and I think that I'm on Facebook. We have a group called um, Living the Yummy Way and um, that I'm also on there, Danae Palmer author, and you could find me there. So, oh, and if you wanted to reach out to me personally, um, you can, um, my email, my business email is Danae at the yummy way.com. Danae at, what was it one more time? Danae at the yummy way.com. Okay. And for those of you who didn't catch that, I'm going to put that all in the show notes for y'all to connect with her because she's dope. She blessed me and I know that she would bless y'all for real. Uh, Danae, I say this with, from the bottom of my, honestly, not from the bottom of my whole heart. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming you. on. Thank you for doing this. This was amazing. Really just thank you so much. Thank you. It's totally a blessing for me too. That was a powerful episode, and I loved it. Oh, my gosh. Danae, thank you for coming on with your story and being open and honest and vulnerable. We appreciate you. And again, for all those listening, I appreciate you all. And I ask that you leave a five-star written review on iTunes. Helps the podcast get more reach. We appreciate you. I know that there are times where we don't have the strength to forgive those who have hurt us, to do what it takes in this episode, and more. We can only do these things with the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven in the past, present, and future. And he rose from the grave to give us eternal life, a relationship with God himself, power over sin, and power over the enemy. If you want Jesus Christ in your life, just pray this. Dear Lord, thank you for dying for my sins and my wrongdoings in the past, present, and future. I confess and believe that you died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose again. I give my life to you, Lord, 
please come to my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you pray that prayer, I want to say welcome to the family. This is the best decision you could ever make in your life. Now that you've made this decision, get in a good Bible teaching church who preaches the gospel and message of Jesus Christ. You can look on Google, social media, and ask family and friends for recommendations. Also, there may have been some things said in this episode that may have triggered some bad memories and bad feelings. If this is the case, please seek a licensed therapist to talk them out. You can go through your healthcare provider, Google, or ask family and friends who receive therapy for recommendations. 